It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Ortiz finds it off center field. Damon run into the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but what? here comes a pizza. See it? This is our fucking city. And nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. All right, welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Uh, this, it, this must be one of the first times that we've recorded coming off of like a loss in a while, I feel like. I don't, I don't love, I don't love the tone. I don't love the vibe going into this podcast. But at the end of the day, the Red Sox still won the series. But I, I open up my Twitter and I'm I'm seeing a lot of people are coming at me being like, oh my God, you said that the A's aren't a real baseball team and you just lost to them. So does that mean the Red Sox aren't a real baseball team? Because where do the Red Sox go? Fucking uh, six and one against the A's? Yeah, eight, one and one in their last 10 series. Like it's, cry about whatever you want here. The Red Sox have been playing good. I think the only reason to really be upset with this game is you beat yourself. The A's didn't beat you. You no. beat yourself. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm not mad. Jake, you mad? Not mad at all. No. Okay. Can I be honest? Sure. I'm a little mad. Are you mad or are you frustrated? Frustrated. I'm more mad that no matter what the Red Sox do, multiple teams just keep on winning. The Guardians Mm -hmm. entered. They were half a game back today. I last time I looked, they were still leading the Rockies going into the eighth inning. Uh, and of course, the Rockies can't do anything right, so you know they weren't going to be able to capitalize on the bases loaded and no outs. But uh, it would suck to end today and not be holding on to that spot. 
to, you know, kind of be in flux once again. Uh, and I don't think the Guardians will be there by the end of the year, but just nagging. I- I'd like a little more breathing room. And I think on top of today where the amount of guys you left on base, you know, the game really wasn't as close as it seemed. You got lucky on that Jonah Bride error late in the game that brought you back in it. Just a little frustrating. But yeah, anyone who's sobbing in your mentions right now, get a, get a hold of yourself, please. Yeah. Baseball season's too long to get in your feels about uh, all that stuff right now. You lost a game to the A's. Okay. It happens. You can't win every single game against the A's. All right. Fine. But at the end of the day, uh, you're, you're in a spot that you didn't think that you were going to be in a month ago. A little more than a month ago. You were nine games under 500. You were nowhere near a playoff spot, and the Guardians did win today. So now you are a half game back of, of the Guardians for a playoff spot. But Listen, it's, it's June 16th. Like, Am I sobbing over the standings? No. I just no. would have preferred if the Guardians, while the Red Sox were hot, like the Yankees, whatever. I, I legit don't even care if they win or lose anymore. I'm not focused on them. No. The Guardians continuing to win, a little annoying. Uh, but at the same time, the Rays haven't been winning lately. So while the Guardians are on your ass, the Rays are no longer so far away from you. Yeah. I'm not overly concerned about this. It's kind of like I I feel kind of like nothingness after this series, mostly because you can't come away from this series learning anything at all. Like if if they swept the series, then it's like, what do you learn from that? Oh, well, you learn that the the Red Sox are significantly better than, than the A's. Well, yeah, we knew that already. Okay, like we knew that. Uh, losing that game, what what fucking day is it? It's Thursday. Losing that day game on Thursday. Uh, did we learn anything from that loss? Not really. No. Uh, There's that one play with Trevor Story, and everyone was killing him. Um, that's Duran's ball. You're a center fielder. You call off your second baseman that's midway to to, to your defensive position in center field. You got to call him off. Um, Alex Cora also reiterated that was the first thing like when he sat down today I think the first question was like did, how did you feel about how Story handled that ball immediately said it's on Jaron Duran and listen I'm a Jaron Duran guy I want to see him get more time out there it's obviously a weird roster fit but that defense that stuff right there is mm-hmm. why the Red Sox have been hesitant to have him up here whether it's been in center field or one of the corners they don't like the defense and that's where you miss Kike Hernandez who would have been in there, who would have called Trevor Story off. And it's not a play where Trevor Story's sitting there and Jaron Duran's like stepping off last moment. No, Jaron Duran was like five feet behind him just standing mm-hmm. watching. Like mm-hmm. you at least got to be coming in there a little bit. And for those who want to say, well, Story called the ball. Yeah. Well, guess what? Who has priority? If you hear Jaron Duran calling for that ball, it's his ball. It's that simple. Yeah. People I, are I, getting on Story for that. It's like, that's not Story's fault, dude. I think people are just redirecting their anger with him at the plate, which I think is fair. It's definitely disappointing to see how lost he is right now because he looks as lost as he did in April at times. Um, but yeah, j- just redirect the anger in the right places. Don't take it out on him for that. And that inning still unraveled. What about Rafael Devers? I love Devers. Give him credit for that ridiculous play he made in, uh, what, the eighth inning. Also, a run comes in because that ball went through your legs. Yeah, right. You on. know, if you're going to cry about Trevor Story making a play that really wasn't his ball that led to, you know, those runs. All right. Well, you got to also hold Devers accountable for a ball that went between his legs. Mm-hmm. 
Just a yeah. game where you beat yourself. You, you defensively beat yourself. You left all these guys on base and you pitched well enough, which, you know, it's the A's. So, you know, collapse somewhat. You know, we know it's not much of a challenge, but you should have been coming out of here with a sweep. I think people are just on edge a little bit with the Cardinals coming to town. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching this this story play over and over again. <clears throat> and I mean, he's he's pretty far out there in center field, but he uh, he's calling for it. And then he looks camped under it. Like, I don't know what went wrong here. I don't know if he was like, ah, shit. Like, I, I, I'm worried about running into Durant. But he called for it. Looked like he was camped under it. And it just drifts over his head. It, 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 yeah, this, that, was a, that was a funky play. Did you, Jared, you were at the ballpark today. So I don't I know if you noticed, but the broadcast kept saying the wind was blowing heavy out. I don't know if that was what ultimately caused it. You know, stories under it and it just keeps going and going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was that, very the broadcast windy. said it a few times today. Yeah, it was windy. Uh, when I was walking to Fenway, it was windy. But then we had like a we had like a suite. <clears throat> we were in the Legends suite next to Heim Bloom. Got to see uh, Heim. Got to see your boy. Got to see Heim today. Did he ask then, about me? Yes. <sighs> Thank yeah, you. So how, how's my boy Milliken doing? How's, he's doing great. <sighs> he's also, what a sweet guy. Yeah, he's always thinking of you. I'm and, always thinking uh, of him too. Oh, uh, he knows that. I hope he does. Um, love you, but he does love you. He told me to tell you that. I feel a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. You should have opened with that before the podcast. I, Just, I was, it was a slow burn. A little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Thanks for always taking care of me. Always. It's my priority. It's my number one priority. <clears throat> but that was uh, that was my vantage point, so I didn't really get to experience too much of the wind up there. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm not gonna dissect Thursday's loss too much. Like it's anything that you need to take a, a huge amount from. Like I guess if we're gonna talk about Jaron Duran's defense, like that's something that's kind of been a theme with him. Like, is he gonna be able to play center field at the big league level? Uh, you know, how does he how does he project as a big league outfielder? Well, stuff like this, that's his ball. He's got to call for it. And I think, you know, if you're if you're if you're a casual baseball fan watching that game, I I saw a lot of people coming at story for that. And it just quite simply was not his ball. Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad Gora kind of said that like right off the bat, like, Hey, by the way, that's Durant's ball. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, again, I don't think, and I knew that going into this series, I was like, if the Red Sox don't sweep the A's, we're going to be just overanalyzing what, whatever losses come from this series, because a Boston have been playing so well of late for a month and a half. and if you lose one of these games, everyone's going to be, how the fuck do you lose to the A's? The A's are so bad. And it just makes it that much worse when it's the finale. Like if they lost the first game and then you win the next two, we, no one gives a fuck. We're not even talking about that loss. Look but at Seattle. the last one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Saturday. That's Saturday. I'm, I'm still pissed about that. Annoying. Annoying loss. Um, but that's it. And, and I think with Jaron Duran, you know, there's still some promising things he showed at the plate. Uh, I, I don't want to get too down on him, but when you talk about a Red Sox team that went and dealt for Jackie Bradley Jr. because they mm-hmm. care that much about outfield defense, one of the reasons their pitchers are overperforming their FIPS in a lot of ways and 
you know, you have a rotation as the sixth best ERA in baseball right now. If you mm-hmm. need a little positivity there, you know, defense plays a big part in that. And it bit you, it bit you there. But ultimately, listen, you scored three runs and you were gifted one of those runs. Mm-hmm. Got to be better than that. And that's where I look at and I say, Trevor Story, 0 for 5. Alex Verdugo, 0 for 5. Uh, you know, both of those guys just struggling to consistently produce. And there's been some great moments for Dugo the night before. Four ribbies. Uh, he had like 890 OPS in June coming into today. Uh, and stung a couple balls. He wasn't helpless out there. Story, the at-bats are ugly. They're, they're definitely not pretty right now. No. It's, he's been so hot and cold. And when he's cold, it's, it's ice cold. It was bad. <clears throat> um, but one thing I did kind of want to point out here was Winkowski. In the middle game, made his big league debut. I think he had like four walks or whatever it was. Looked very uncomfortable. Could not control the baseball. And that's not what we saw from him down in Worcester. So as much as I was looking forward to his debut this year, and it was disappointing, I was looking forward to that second start. When's his next his second start going to be with the Red Sox? When is there going to be an opportunity uh, for him to come back and sort of redeem himself? And with Nathan Avaldi and Garrett Whitlock on the injured list, we saw that last night. <clears throat> he squared off against uh, James Caprillion, who is awful. <laughs> awful. Three and two thirds, seven hits, six runs, five earned. He walked six. And dude, Mark Kotze didn't give a fuck. He, he no. said, good luck. Like You're throwing shit out there and we're going to watch you throw shit out there. The Oakland A's are an abomination. It is. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm. I'm clearly still pissed about the Saturday loss to Seattle, but even losing just one game to this A's team, like I, I called it inexcusable that the Red Sox don't have a closer, and that's essentially why they lost that Saturday game against the Mariners. I think this A's team is so bad that it is inexcusable. To, to lose a baseball game to them. Like, going down, just, just it, here are the OPSs in their lineup. From, from the loss, 676, 702, 724, 673, 573, 596, 680, 636, 600, 441. That team somehow managed to score more runs than you on Thursday. And I get it. Paul Blackburn is a very good pitcher. Uh, he, he, he will be in Cy Young contention. He, he may not win it, but he will be in Cy Young contention this year. Uh, right now, after today, five and a third, eight hits, but only one earned run, punched out four. His ERA on the year is down to 226. So he's having himself a great year. But if you listen to the last episode, you would know that his worst outing of the season came against the Boston Red Sox. So they've seen him. They've already hit him. And he made some adjustments, apparently, because, uh, you know, you've got Devers was 0 for Verdugo, 0 for 5, Story 0 for 5 with fucking three strikeouts. Like, now we're back to that bullshit where... Like, not only is he not able to put the ball in play, he's just fucking punching out now. There was one 
on a breaking ball in the dirt that wasn't even like it was never ever looked like even a pitch you should consider and he he just completely swung out of his shoes at it um but even with Paul Blackburn tip your cap to him he's pitched well this year he should have been out of this game early you you had the opportunities to knock him out early i didn't see anything from him today that was any different than the last time we saw him you know whether you want to talk about in the first inning we know Xander ends up flying out to right they don't send Jaron Duran you got guys on base multiple times after that. You said he gave up eight hits. Mm-hmm. You got to capitalize. You got to capitalize. And they did that in Oakland. They've been doing that recently. You didn't see that today. And some of that goes to, you know, those guys, those second tier guys. When we talked about early in the season, why this offense blew, why they suck so bad at times. It was because those second tier guys, the stories, the Verdugos, obviously Kike is not here, but he was part of that conversation. When those guys don't give you much, you have days like you have today. Yeah. It's not like it's not like fucking Blackburn shut them down. Eight hits, two walks. The Red Sox were one for 14 with runners in scoring position. One for 14. They left 13 men on base. That's crazy. That's crazy with this lineup. And, and you know, we, you point out the negative with Duran. Fine. Should have called off story. But he was two for three out of the leadoff spot. And I'm looking at some of these numbers now for Trevor's story. Trevor's story today was 0 for 5 with three strikeouts, which means that he has struck out 34 times in his last. 83 at bats. That's bad. Yeah. So what is it? Let me do some fucking quick math here. 34 times out of 83, I said. Yep. That's 41% of the time. And on the year, he entered today with a 31% K rate on the year. Yeah. What? That's what freaks me out a little bit because you look at, you know, from dating back to really 2018, it, you know, going down the numbers here, it hadn't got worse than 26.5. So I don't know if it's pressing. You know, I think early in the year, we saw the big problem was breaking stuff, those sliders away, eating at him again and again. Um, and he was just out and fr- he was out front on them. Now we're seeing a lot of velocity get to him. And even today, some breaking stuff again. And Cora said it's not the same issue in his eyes as it was in April. We saw the night before Story and Cora had a moment in the dugout where apparently Story asked him, like, what are you seeing? Like, do you see something I'm doing wrong? And Cora was like, just you'll be okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, typical Alex Cora and didn't really have too much to offer on that end. It's concerning. It's definitely concerning because you look at the sample size for this year. It's been really like. A week or two of greatness, you know, top of the hotness, but everything else has been lackluster offensively. Yeah. I mean, that so that series against the Mariners where he fucking drove in 50 runs and hit 16 home runs uh, since then coming into today. So it doesn't count today's 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. He's hitting 218 with a 679 OPS. Yeah, but you just when you expect the guy to step in there and he's basically supposed to fill Hunter Renfro's production last year offensively, like that's the hope for you. Mm -hmm. Just not anywhere close to where it needs to be. And he's holding himself accountable. He sat there after the game and talked about it. It's just 
you know, do you start to fall in? This is where a lot of those doubts of, you know, is he a course field merchant? You know, is this a guy who just can't do it? Is he cracking? Like, I can already see the narrative coming, the comps to Carl Crawford in terms of what, you know, we remember Carl Crawford had a really nice May that first year here. Yeah. Uh, things picked up, they looked better. And then we know how that whole story played out. I'm not saying I don't believe Trevor Story's Carl Crawford, um, but I can tell you that's the easy way to connect the dots for a lot of people who want to crap on the signing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to be. Since that Baltimore series, that that four game series, was it four or five? Five. Yeah, five. Since that five game series with Baltimore, uh, actually, let me see if I can get the updated numbers because he's got to be hitting under two hundred since then. Yeah, uh, I, and listen, I understand a lot of people want to immediately jump off the bridge. He's been great defensively. I, I know a couple things today weren't the prettiest, but he's been. You know, outs above average, way up there with the best in baseball. The base running's been good. He still hasn't been thrown out the series eight for eight on stolen bases. It's just, you know, especially when it comes to the base running and stuff, you can't access that unless you're actually getting on. And I think that's where you're missing out on some of that Trevor Story package. Just not not a great spot. And I think for him, it's clear. It, it's a lot of pressing. He he looks like he's just trying way too hard out there. Yeah. Well, you set the bar pretty fucking high. All right. So since that five game set against the Orioles, including today, that's 18 games. He's hitting a buck 88 with a 557 OPS. So when he was in God mode against the Mariners, that four game series, and then I think they went to Chicago after that to play the White Sox. I think he hit one or two more there. Yeah, you had the, uh, what, it was one home run and then a grand slam? Or was yeah. it a three-run jack or whatever? Was the one that he barely f- got out? He had, in, in that White Sox series, he had two games where he homered and drove in four. So it was the Seattle series where he hit three homers, then one homer, and then none, and then one. So he hit what five? He hit five against Seattle, and then he hit two against the White Sox. Since then, he has hit zero, and overall is hitting one eighty eight with a five fifty seven OPS over his last eighteen games, with a strikeout percentage of thirty three point three percent. When was the last time, Jared? Do you remember him squaring up a baseball? I, I have the moment in my head. I remember. Uh, just I'm not even talking about a homer or a hit even. Just last time you saw him actually square up a baseball. Uh, I think maybe maybe in Oakland. Uh, I'll what, go the Angels. Did he one off the wall? Yeah, th- that was a hit. There was a ball he hit against the Angels that did not get out. That would have been a homer in like something like 10 to 13 ballparks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. You go and look at his baseball savant page right now. He's in the 33rd percentile for hard hit percentage. 18th percentile for expected batting average. Fifth percentile for K percentage. 17th percentile for whiff percentage. It, it's just, he's, whatever it is at the plate, like, he went from a guy who was constantly squaring things up, you know, we're talking about a, the ball screamed off his bat, it's just, 
it's not there. And, you know, say what you want. You, a guy can still hit a ball hard, but it's not getting out of the ballpark. You know, if he couldn't hit home runs like he did in Colorado, it just seems like at the mess as a whole or at the plate as a whole, he's a mess. The approach is damaged. He's having a hard time picking up on baseballs. And I don't know if it's, you know, the conversation of how pitches move differently once you get out of Colorado. But I think they're all fair things to consider right now. I would agree. <clears throat> Are you, what's, what's your concern level with Trevor's story? Oh, I hate it because I, I was a big Trevor Story guy and I still like Trevor Story a lot. I still think he's going to be a very good player. And I thought he was going to be someone who came here and was like a 2020 guy, you know, mm-hmm. give you 20 bags a year. And he's still on pace for that. But I'd say I'm at a, probably a six and a half. On your concern level. Yeah, I'd say about six and a half. I, 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 eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a lot. Probably closer. to I'd say six, six, six and a half right in that area. Wow. Not that he's going to be a bust or anything, but for this year as a whole, that we're going to see a lot of this struggling to find himself here. Jake, where are you at on your concern level with Trevor's story? I'm probably at like a three or a four, just because I feel like he can turn it around so quick. Like we saw that stretch. He was pretty bad to start the year and then absolutely went off. So I still have faith. Yeah. I mean, even with that God mode week or whatever the fuck stretch time it was, Trevor Story's numbers for the year, he's hitting 218 with a 708 OPS. And like, I'm not trying to crap on him when he's down. Those two hits he got yesterday, Babbitt block. It was a little dinky shot right in front of the plate and a ball that squeaked through because of where the guys were shifted. Yeah. Like, he's just not squaring baseballs up, and I I think he'll figure it out. Like, I want to say that again. I'm not telling you I don't believe in Trevor Story or I don't like Trevor Story, but this striking out problem, like, we're talking about an issue that's really existed for two-plus months now. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to survive striking out 30% of the time in the big leagues like this. No. You know, especially him. And he's someone who you don't get the full Trevor Story package unless he's making contact. Then you can see him beat out baseballs and steal bags and do that different stuff. You're not getting any access to that. And I have a hard time. Like, I'm trying to think of guys who've looked this lost at the plate in recent years. Mm. It's not, not an easy kind of thing to compute in your head. No. And I just, whatever it is, it's obvious something, whether it's the stuff outside. I know he's going through a lot. New kid, new city, Boston. It just feels like there's a lot of just a lot on his shoulders. Where was all that when he was fucking hitting 680 with a 2000 OPS? And and that's the question. It's like you saw it for a week. Is it just like when these downs come, they fall really hard? Mm-hmm. Like he's working hard. Like no matter what you want to say about Trevor Story, he is working his ass off. He's no putting that fucking time in. And Al's core is saying it. He's in that, you know, taking BP, doing whatever after games. There was a great feature on The Athletic about it, I think, from Chad Jennings. You just kind of look like it's not a bad luck thing. This isn't bad luck. This isn't Alex Verdugo, what we've talked about a lot of the year, where the expected numbers say he should be way better. The expected numbers are actually telling you, like, this is what he's been. Mm. 
And that's so where that's, I that's start to get like nervous. Yeah, it's, it's just because something has to change. Something, and it changed for a week. It was awesome. That week was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But this isn't a guy who's getting robbed. This is plate approach issues, chasing constantly. Like, and his defense has a lot of value. I, I don't, I keep want to, I want to emphasize that. It means a lot for Bogarts in terms of positioning. We've seen how much the Red Sox defense has improved. But at the end of the day, if he's swinging the bat like this, you know, you're going to see some periods, I think, where the Red Sox offense, you know, stutters a little bit like we saw the first month. And that's just something they can't afford to do. That's the thing is, you know, you mentioned Verdugo too. The Red Sox lineup is so much more dangerous and lengthy when Trevor Story, I, I'm, I don't even, it would be totally unreasonable to expect Seattle, Chicago, Trevor Story. We don't need that. No. But we can't use this. You can't use fucking sub 200 striking out 40% of the time, Trevor Story. Like that's, that does no one any good. Uh, and and th- Verdugo, it's, you know, he's hitting the ball hard, but, you know, you, you get those two guys to actually perform to the back of the baseball card. And that's why the Red Sox were at a point for a month and a half now where they've been the best offense in baseball. It's because you weren't just depending on Bogarts, Endeavors, and JD. That's it. You have the guys. You have the names. The talent is is in the lineup. It's just when, when Story's not going and Verdugo's not going, it's a completely different team. It's a top-heavy lineup where even today, in the ninth inning, it's like, all right, uh, the A's went through uh, in the eighth inning the guys that they needed to get through. So they set themselves up for the ninth where it's like, all right, yeah, this isn't that tall of a task. I mean, we're not going to see Bogarts, Devers, or JD in the ninth. So we like our chances. Guess what? One, two, three. That's how it went down. Yeah. I think you look at that situation, it's just like, with Trevor Story, does the sample size tell you he's a lot better baseball player than this? Yes, it does. Mm. And even if you want to go and cite the road splits, whatever it may be, we've heard about really the biggest adjustments. Nolan Arenado talked about it. DJ LeMayu talked about it. And how you know it really isn't about just only being able to hit at course Field. It's more how the ball moves. Um, and we saw those guys have gone on to have success. We consider Trevor Story in that caliber of player. You know what I mean? You know, elite enough where even if the numbers came down a bit, he'd still be a very good ball player. It's just not there. And these plate approach issues, it's even down the stretch last year, people want to cite Trevor Story's numbers and say, well, look, he already showed you he was slowing down. He was great over the final two months of last year. The bat was exactly what it had been. So I don't know what's changed since he's got here. I don't know if it's a mixture of a slow start, pressing, like, it's in there. That's the thing. And that's where I'll give Jake credit and hold on to some of that stuff. We know what's in there. We've seen it be in there. It's just, it's been there for like two, you know, 5% of the season. Right. And ultimately this team, like if they end up coming short, it's going to be easy to see where blame gets directed. Where do you think it's going to go? I think he'll bounce back. I don't know if we'll see the version of Trevor story. A lot of us anticipated this year. But I still think he can be a 2020 guy this year. Batting average probably isn't going to be what a lot of people like. But uh, I would I be still, happy with 240. 
I that's beautiful. No, yeah, nobody's give me asking. Two forty with an eight hundred OPS is eight hundred. Is that too overzealous? He had like a seven eighty OPS at one point, and it was like ten percent above league average. Yeah, I, I'd take that. Like, just give me a twenty twenty year with Gold Glove defense, and hey, the batting average could it be better? One hundred percent. Great thing to work towards next year. Yeah, but. Right now, it's like the OBP is about to go below 300. Jesus. Yeah, that can't happen. I don't want the batting average below 240. I don't want the on base below 310. Um, and then, like, I guess, like the slug, like 450. You look, just look his BABIP this year. It's 293. Like, it, it's not miserable. No, you know what I mean. You're not looking at it, and you're saying, "Damn, this guy's getting fucked every single day." <laughs> yeah, he's not like Verdugo's just, been getting fucked, fucked nonstop. Oh my god, every single angle he's got fucked. And mm-hmm. I like Alex Verdugo a lot, and we see it. You know, he's lining balls, whatever it may be. Finally, in props to him, got off the side with that like homer he hit. That excites me. It's just you could see that it was a matter of time for him. Mm. With Trevor's story, it's like. It's more than that. It's mm. something's not right up here. You know, yeah. there's a plate approach problem. And that's just not an easy thing to fix overnight. No, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's uncharacteristic for Trevor Story to be a strikeout guy. Like he's a strikeout guy. There's a lot of swing and miss there. It is what it is. But when you're not running into damage, like I can take uh, a three strikeout night. If you bang a homer and mix a double in there or something. But it's it's been it's it's been feast or famine with with Trevor's story to this point. Um, I know like uh, it, it, this happens with any big contract guy in a new market. A lot of people just want to pull the plug on it immediately. It's, you know, if you've paid attention to Trevor's story in Colorado, um, he's done this before, maybe not to the extent of sucking this bad when, when it's been bad, it's been real bad, but obviously we've seen when it's been good, it's been otherworldly. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Trevor's story. We lost Tyler, <laughs> um, but that's okay because you know what? While we're trying to get Tyler back, I got to tell you, I'm going to the Celtics tonight. I'm going to game six. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, how are you? Uh, how are you getting there? I'm fucking. I'm using SeatGeek, Jake. It's a good call. Yeah, I mean, it's no matter what happens, it is the last Celtics game of the year, and um, you know, I'm going down with the ship one way or another, and I'm not breaking the bank for it either because of SeatGeek. I'm going out there. I'm getting a good price on a great ticket and that's what SeatGeek's all about they they love getting you good deals and SeatGeek is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app whether it's concerts baseball, basketball, football festivals or anything else SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple SeatGeek rates rates tickets 
from zero to 10 to make sure that you're getting a, a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. And you listening right now can get $20 off your first purchase with the promo code Jared. That is J-A-R-E-D at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. That is promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat and download the app today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, while we wait for Tyler to come back, Jake, what do you uh, what do you got on Game Six tonight? Um, I think I said it on the stream the other night, but uh, I think I think it's a big Tatum game. I think he's going to mm. leave his mark. You know, Steph had his big game. Um, Tatum really hasn't broken out and taken control of a game yet, and I think he's due for that tonight. He's very due. He's very due because I think it was uh, I think it was Game Five where Tatum kind of started off hot a little bit and i was like uh-oh because like, if you got tatum sinking shots then now you got a real problem or i think it might have been game four they lost game four yeah uh that's that was the game where i was like if if tatum gets hot then now you get <laughs> now you get a problem and then he cooled off immediately and they lost that game um but what are you feeling in your soul Do the celtics celtics make this a seven game series yeah i think they do it's just every time we've had an elimination game this playoffs, we stepped up to the plate, backs against the wall. We've delivered every time. So, what are they? I mean, I'm not. I'm elimination not, games. Yeah, and we were down three two to the Bucks and won that one. So, we didn't come this far just to get this far, Jake. No, we didn't. No. So we get the Celtics tonight, thanks to SeatGeek. I'm pumped about it. It's going to be loud at the garden. Um, but before I go to the garden, I'm probably going to end up needing to eat something. I'm going to need my energy. And that's why, uh, that's why I'm, I'm rocking with Freshly. And it's food that's fast. It doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work. Their meals are designed by nutritionists, cooked by chefs, then delivered fresh. Other meal deliveries need to be prepped and cooked, but Freshly is ready to eat in just three minutes. No one wants to spend an hour cooking dinner after a rough day at work or an infuriating commute, at the end of a long day, takeout doesn't have to be your only option for an easy dinner. Whether it's you or your whole family, Freshly gives you convenience, flavor, and nutrition. Get new delicious, chef-made, nutrient-packed meals delivered straight to your door. No cooking required. Fresh and never frozen. Ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. Use the Freshly website or app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Choose from over 50 nutritionist design entrees like their classic steak peppercorn, multi-serve sides like their masterful mac and cheese, or their new line of plant-based meals. Skip the grocery shopping and dirty dishes. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. New meals are added weekly, so you're never stuck eating the same thing over and over. So stop stressing about dinner. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $125 off 
your first five orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Boston. That is $125 off at Freshly.com slash Boston. What a deal. It's a great deal. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Um, Rafael Devers hit a home run in four straight games. That, that streak came to an end today in the finale. And I know, it, again, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it, but the Red Sox won that series. So that means we got to hand out some ketchup. And uh, we only have two people here because Tyler apparently is dead. Uh, Pete is still covering hockey. And I don't think I don't think I don't think we're ever going to see Pat on a podcast ever again. Yeah, maybe not. He just he's just, he just never comes on the podcast. Can't force him. Can't force him to come on. <clears throat> but uh yeah, it's it's always a no from Pat. What do you say tonight? Just can't. Sorry, something like that. Yeah, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. I said Pete, Pat. He just goes can't. Sorry. Mm. At, le- at least Pete addressed his absences on uh, Twitter. Pete sent out a tweet. Let's see, he tweets so fucking much. Pete tweeted getting a good amount of tweets complaining about my lack of attendance on the name redacted podcast i know it's annoying but it's also not my full-time job i told jared carabas from the start i can't fully commit until after hockey ends still the plan miss you all go socks and then he said plus pat light and i are busy planning our spinoff show those two episodes a year are going to hit yeah I mean, Pete has an excuse. Pat, no excuse. Pat did address it on Twitter, though, as well. What did he say? I'm, I'm a fucking drunk asshole, idiot. He said, I hope everyone knows I would love to be on it more. Unfortunately, my day-night job keeps me quite busy. I apologize to all Carabas Pod listeners. Getting the top replies that getting wasted isn't a job, Pat. Hmm. Hello, hello. Tyler's back. Ugh. My Wi-Fi blows. I'm sorry. It's all right. Someone but I also miss. responded and say you're an alcoholic. We're going over uh, Pete and Pat's apology tweets for never being on the podcast. Oh, Pat put one out? I only saw Pete's. Yeah, it was slurred speech. Ugh. This is this, a lot of slurred speech. The drinking issue just isn't getting any better, huh? No. It's really not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Red Sox won this series. I know it feels like a downer. It feels like a downer pod because they lost the finale. But that's a series dub for the Red Sox. And when there's a series dub, we hand out ketchup. Um, let's see. Let's look at the numbers here. I mean, I, I guess like what stands out is Devers 
homering in every game except for the last one. So I feel like it's going to be more catch up for Devers, but. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. Very good defensively. The series obviously had that bad moment in the eighth, but that last game, like we said, we're going to pretend it didn't happen. Uh, right. Had a ridiculous catch within itself today. Um, yeah, I don't know how you don't look at Devers getting to the point where you homer four games in a row. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this right now. This wait, what? Devers hit 200 in this series. Wow, he just fucking hit two home runs and that was it. Just two massive bombs. I'm getting Bogarts had a good amount of hits in the series, right? Bogarts hit 545 yeah. in the series. Jeez. How many RBIs? Uh, let me see. Counting. Bogarts drove in four runs. Devers drove in five. Ooh. Devers drove in five runs and hit two homers. Bogarts didn't hit any homers. Drove in four. Verdugo drove in four. Verdugo hit a homer. JD hit a homer. Those are the only homers in the series. I might actually have to switch my vote to Xander. Just thinking back now, hit 500, only one less RBI than Rafi. Didn't have an ugly error in this series. Actually, made another nice play today. Another nice play in the hole the day before. Hmm. Xander had six. He went six for 11 in the series with four singles, two doubles. That's it. Scored two runs, drove in four. You know who did lead uh, the Red Sox in total bases in this series? Who was it? Julio Daniel. Not crazy either. Julio had three singles, a double, and a homer. Should have tied the game today if it wasn't for Tony Kemp. Rafi was two for the series, but those two hits were homers. Score Rafi scored six runs. He walked four times. And he got hit by a pitch. Right off the elbow. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Hmm. Trying to think of like who. This now last game's me, messing us up. It is. Because I mean. I, JD, I don't like yeah. the vibes. I don't like anything right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're like in a bad space. Yeah. It's only, yeah. Like do you, you don't like play the victory song after you lose. But. No, it's what we talked about. Why we were so thankful they won in Seattle. Right. Like we, we got to feel good at the end of that road trip. And honestly, this is the beginning of a homestand, but yeah, bad taste, bad taste in our mouth. JD had three hits today. JD was three for five. Really gave you a chance. He, at least he delivered in a moment when the team didn't deliver throughout the entire day. So then that begs the question, though. If JD had three hits today, then that means that he had two hits for the whole series coming into today. His three hits were in a losing effort. How valuable can that be? Not that valuable. No. I think it's a Bogarts versus Devers discussion. Mm-hmm. 
I'm with you. How many hits did Bogey have today? One. Okay. okay. So he he yeah he didn't waste any hits. I mean Devers just straight up only hit homers, literally. And Bogarts did have a couple tough moments with guys left on base today. I, I do think that's fair. Whether you want to talk about the first inning mm-hmm. with you know Duran at third, but I think it depends on how much you're holding Devers on that error. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. I mean that but, that led to a run and they lost by one run. I don't think you can give it to Devers. You would have swept if it wasn't for that one Devers play at their base. You're not saying anything crazy. I think that's just being fair. I think it's process of elimination. Xander Bogarts is the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. I'll line up with that. Two votes. Jake? Yeah, I mean, I guess he is, but I don't know. When I'm drizzling ketchup, I feel like I'm always leaning towards who had just the big moments. And like, Rafi obviously had those, so he's my vote, but looks like it's Xander. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a bad pick. Like, he had two hits all series, but they were both big time homers. And I just I think if Jake, you're gonna give him credit for the big moments, you gotta give him credit for the really low moments too. Mm. Like you could make the case that he cost them the game on Thursday today. It's the tie ball game. Yeah. JD ties it up. It t- it even changes JD's outlook. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I like the uh approach there of saying like what were the the big moments in that series and they were definitely the devers homers in in the first two games of that series you could point to the devers homers as the point in time where the a's lost like the game was over when devers homered so now i don't know it's tough because he he won he single-handedly won two games but he also lost the game. He cost him a sweep. Hmm. It's Xander. Oh, no. What are you looking at over there? Nothing. Are you considering something again? I'm considering something right now. He doesn't have anything better going on. No, he doesn't. All right. Let's see what Coley has to say about this. We need some uh, some expertise. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. We don't have any of the weird out-of-the-box ones for this either. Last couple, we had what? Matt Strom, Tanner Houck. He fucking last considered two. like fucking Franchi one time. That was, that was a fun time. Robbed yeah. in that second game of the series, let me just say that. Should have had a three-hit game. Yeah. Coley. Uh, we're, we're... Hey. We're in a predicament right now with the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. And uh, it's, it's between Xander and, and our young son, Raphael. Uh, Rafi hit, only had two hits in the series, but they were both home runs. But his error essentially cost the Red Sox the game on Thursday. And then Bogarts hit uh, 545 in the series. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a predicament. I mean, like statistically Bogarts outperformed Devers, but those two homers were, were the game enders more or less. Where, where do you stand? Yesterday, I don't know if that's the thing. Uh, when it matters, not game. Uh, 
turn things. Xander, Xander's defense was outstanding in the series. Mm-hmm. Rafi had that sick catch. He laid down a lot. I feel like you guys probably didn't factor in how much he was laying down. He was laying down a lot. Thank you. Uh-huh. He homered four straight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander's OPS is 200 points higher than Trevor Story's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, so we are. Uh, and I'm, I, I know this was the real third that you, you left out intentionally just so I could say it, which I appreciate. Uh, I'm going to go with Sadon Rafaela. He ah. will be my, my Clark catch-up. I mean, he single-handedly won Portland that game yesterday two times. Mm-hmm. He's just tearing the cover off the bat with the C-Dog. Mm-hmm. So, so you're voting for the double-A baseball player? Yeah, I, yeah. Is that not allowable? Uh... I mean, I, I guess I guess you can really cast your vote for whoever you want. I mean, it's tough. Pavetta shoved. Who pitched in the first game? Uh, Pavetta. Oh, yeah. No, Winkowski no. was the second game. Yeah, Winkowski did yesterday. He got his first big win. I feel like that has to be weighed pretty heavily here. Yeah. Uh, he was cruising. Felt like he could have went longer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um... Brian Bayo also cruising in Triple A. <laughs> yeah, feel like he's probably in the running here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in predicaments like this, I typically lean Xander. Okay, I mean that, he, that that was going to be my vote as well. He only has so many of these left that he could even qualify for before he's traded to the Cardinals. So I feel right. like he should probably give him give him one now while he's still here. Okay, that's also fair. All right, uh, I think that's the first time that you're picked has actually ended up being the Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. All of my picks are the real MVP. I don't care what the voters decide. The voters get that wrong all the time. Right. That's true. Voters are not always correct. Yeah. But I am. But you are. Okay. All right. So uh, congratulations to Xander Bogarts, your Clark's Ketchup Series MVP. Well deserved. Awesome. Hey, Coley, thank you. Of course. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. I know Jake's probably in a meeting right now, but just let him know I said hello. Okay, I will do that. All right. All right. Bye. I'm hurt. I'm I'm actually upset. Well, I'm hurt. Have you, have you met Coley? No, but I'm All on right. the call. I'm in pain. That hurt. Yeah. My well, feelings. Well, in fairness, hurt. he he can't see you. I thought he would just feel me. Yeah, he could feel you. <laughs> Clark's ketchup series MVP. Um. Goes to Xander Bogarts. Congratulations to Xander. Um, and congratulations to you if you're drinking a Gosling's Dark and Stormy right now. Because we all know the power of an MVP. They make good teams great. And the folks at Gosling's Rum know a little something about MVPs. All the most valuable fans and super fans across the world who have made the Gosling's Dark and Stormy one of the most popular cocktails on the planet. That delicious combo of smooth Gosling's Black Seal Rum and spicy Gosling's Ginger Beer cannot be beat for a summertime cocktail. Visit goslingsrum.com to get Gosling's products delivered right to your doorstep and get $15 off your order of Gosling's Rum, Ginger Beer, or Dark and Stormy cans using the promo code DRAFTKINGS. 
21 and over only. Please drink responsibly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, I did not drink responsibly last night. We had a DraftKings party, uh, the Adidas uh, golf party in Selfie. And um, I went there. I was meeting a lot of my coworkers for the very first time. And, you know, you uh, put me in a social situation and I'm going to feel awkward. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to start drinking. And, and you know me. I fucking drink. You do alcohol. Yeah. Like when I drink, I fucking drink, drink. And uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, I had a few drinks and uh, met my coworkers and uh, my superiors, and it was a good time. I really enjoyed myself. And uh, Jake is a selfie guy. How would you grade your experience in selfie last night? Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. When they said it was going to be at Lincoln, that's a place I go to a lot, so mm-hmm. pretty familiar. But I mean, DK knows how to throw a party for sure. Yeah, they throw down. They throw down. They do be having parties. Um, all right. Stop and shop. Look ahead. St. Louis Cardinals are coming into town. I think we avoid Jack Flaherty, which is great. I don't want to have to. I'd love to see him pitch. I think that'd be cool, but I definitely don't want to go up against Jack Flaherty. But here we go. Michael Walker. Gets the ball in game one against Adam Wainwright. Uh, Cutter Crawford in the middle game against Dakota Hudson. That game will be on Fox if you're looking for it. Jesus Christ. Popular guy. Yeah. Was it Coley? Uh, was not Coley. Was it Sandra? It was It was Sandra. <laughs> Con- uh, Is she coming over after? Uh, I think we might be going to the Celtics game together. Whoa. She, lo- she loves basketball. I didn't know she was a dribble gal. Yeah, she loves the ball, man. Hmm. She loves them balls. You know what I did here? What? I don't think Pat has tickets to tonight's game. He doesn't? Uh, that's what I sources tell me. I mean, that's tough. Is this what... Do friends go to a basketball game like this? That's this expensive? Did you pay for the tickets? Uh, I got them through SeatGeek. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And she was just the first person you thought of. Well, I just know that she's she's a big basketball fan. Who's her favorite player? Uh, she loves Marcus Smart. Huh. Yeah. Not the finest taste, but I respect it. Yeah. She loves Marcus Smart. And um, so I was just like, you know, I got, a, I got two tickets to the game tonight. I'm trying to. Mm. (laughs) and she she was like yeah i am she was trying to what my mic cut out you know come Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah just making sure i heard correctly 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Pat, if you didn't, if you missed this part. Yeah. So she could come. Right. With Not me. with you. Mm-hmm. With but me. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But we're, just, we're just friends. That's what friends do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Proud of you. Hey. Yeah, I'm just, I'm happy to make her happy. Has she been in a better space lately? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she's obviously, you know, still a little, she's been needing like a shoulder to cry on ever since the breakup with Pat. But, um, yeah, I've been there for and I'm just, you know, just trying to keep her happy. That's all. What Pat couldn't do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. He just didn't have what what it takes. Didn't have the balls. No. Mm-mm. But again, we're just friends. So it's fine. That make uh, each other come? Yeah. 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 To games. Only games. Right. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, like come with me to this game. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then I was like, yeah, come with me to this game. So yeah, we just, we're always coming to the games together. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, it's fine. You're coming together. Yeah. We just have that bond. You know? That happens when you come with someone. Right. <laughs> it does. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, she's better off. She's better off. No offense to Pat. No offense to Pat, but she's, uh, she's never been happier. It's mostly been since we started hanging out. Maturity thing. Yeah. And we started hanging out while they were still dating. Whoa. I mean, you knew that. As friends. The whole time it's been just as friends. Will it ever be more? No. 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 There's just, there's sometimes there's a line and you just don't cross it. This is how you can be best friends with her, but also best friends with Pat. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows that. And he knows that. So, yeah, we'll be at the game tonight. And, um, you know, maybe hang out after, watch a scary movie. But it's up to her. She might be tired. You could tuck her in. Yeah, sure. You know, know, it's up to her. I I don't know where she'd sleep, but that couch does seem pretty comfortable. Oh, to die for. Super comfy. Actually, oh. someone yelled at me and, and said, why didn't you offer Tyler yeah, your couch? I, was, I wanted to defend you. Jared yeah. did legit offer like multiple times. Yeah. Like, hey, man, like you're welcome to stay. I just wanted to save myself the time in the morning. Yeah. So it was, as, it was a matter of preference. I just want to reconfirm. Jared is not. Jared's a good guy. Jared's a good friend. Not a monster. Good guy. Willing to tuck anybody in. Yeah. See, I tuck in my guy friends, too. I'm just I'm just a, a warm and caring soul, really. You ever tuck Pat in? Uh, no. But I would have if he wanted me to. I was trying to yep. think if like we've ever like had some sort of sleepover before, but I don't think so. He needs to come here for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, he'll come here. Just like Sandra. Yes, but different. Mm, it's a little different. 
Cutter Crawford versus Dakota Hudson in the middle game. That's a, that's a Fox game if you're looking for that on TV. And then Nikki Smooches, Nick Pavetta goes against Andre Palenti. Who the fuck is that? Recently uh, shifted to the Cardinals rotation, if I believe. He's a rookie. Right? He's a rookie. He's a fucking rookie. Anyways, Adam Wainwright just does not age. He's five and four with a two eight four ERA, a one twenty three WHIP. Uh, best ERA since twenty fourteen. Best FIP since twenty sixteen. Best home runs per nine since twenty fourteen. For the record, he's in his age forty season. Last year, he led all baseball with three complete games. Uh, he's gone seven innings and three straight starts, allowing zero, two, and three earned runs. He has 17 strikeouts and four walks over that span. Uh, has not allowed more than three earned runs in a start since April 24th. Has not allowed more than four earned runs in any starts this year. He's thrown 96 plus pitches in six straight starts and 100 plus pitches in four straight starts. The Cardinals are eight and four when he starts and have won three straight. Red Sox hitters suck against them. Uh, 159 with a 400 OPS. Story, two for 14 with, a fi- with five strikeouts. Not great. Dakota Hudson, four and three. 329 ERA, 125 whip. A 4.9 strikeouts per nine. Yikes. The Reds um, kicked his teeth in last time out. And if you look at the FIP, I believe it's like 420, 421, something right around that. Mm. So a little deceiving there. Yeah, he really only has one full year of starting, and it was in 2019. He's only, he only made nine starts between 2020 and 2021. Uh, the FIP 421, nearly a full run higher than his ERA. He's made 12 starts this year, six of them. He's allowed one earned runner or less. Worst outing of the season was his last time out. The Reds kicked his teeth in, seven innings, nine hits, six earned runs, two walks, and a loss. Uh, he did dominate the Rays, seven innings, two hits, one earned run, six strikeouts. He's 6'5", but he tops out at 92. That's weird. Weird to me. Slider's good, 162 batting average against. His sinker stinks, three, 304 batting average against. Uh, 529 expected slug, 8% whiff rate. Yikes. Just doesn't strike people out. Um Cardinals are six and six when he starts. They've lost their last two. Limited exposure to Red Sox hitters. And then Andre Palenti. I don't know how the fuck you say that, but he's a rookie making his third career start in his 21st appearance. He walks a shit ton of people, 17 in 37 innings pitched. Two of his last three appearances have been starts. He's their long guy out of the pen, so he can go like four or five. He's just not an opener. Um, fastball is averaging 95.3. So that's pretty solid. Curveball. Uh, his curveball has a whiff rate of 34%, which is pretty good. But it has uh, a batting average against of 353 and a slug of 588. So that makes no fucking sense. He's either just punching dudes out with his curveball or it's getting fucking hammered. I don't know. Makes no sense. Anyways, um, the cards are 12 and 8 when he pitches and 2 and 0 when he starts. He's never faced the Red Sox, obviously. 
Uh, I'm excited to see Goldie come into town. Fucking Nolan's going to be here. Tommy Edmond. Um, I'm scared. I- I'm scared of Nolan Arenado. Uh, yeah. Goldschmidt's having an MVP type of year. You know, no disrespect to him. I was yeah. looking. Arenado versus Waka is like six for 14 with three homers. Mm. Absolutely owns Michael Waka in his career. So that's one of those matchups I kind of keep an eye on if you're you know, a little nervous, and we know Walk is not coming off his finest starts by any means. You know, in Seattle with Julio Rodriguez taking him deep. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's important to come out in this series, and I know it's not easy against a guy like Adam Wainwright, especially when you don't have a lot of success against him. But I don't know. This feels like a little bit of a measuring stick for you after playing a lot of mediocre teams. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Red Sox have cleaned up against them. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what good baseball teams do. But this is really like an appetizer for what's going to lie ahead in the coming weeks. Mm -hmm. And can you show that you can compete with, you know, a team that's one of the better ones in all of baseball right now? Would it be, would I be a trader if I went to the game with Jack Flaherty? No, you'd still be rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah. He's your friend. My pal. I don't I don't think that's wrong. And, and especially for him, like finally getting back to the bigs now, being healthy again. Mm-hmm. That seems like a reason to celebrate. Yeah. I think that's I think that's who, who I'm going to go with. Do you feel guilty? Um, I would if he was pitching in the series, but he's not. So I think it's a OK. Yeah, he's not pitching in the series, so I don't feel bad about it. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the finals with Jack Flaherty. Wait, wait. I think I mi- I missed something. What? You're going to go to the finals? So you're going, like, you're going with him? Yes. Oh. Well, Sounders the- coming. Yes. I-, I just, I didn't know you were third wheeling. With- well, that's the whole thing is like, Sounders is just my friend. Yeah. Well, I had heard that Albert Pujols got them a suite. Yes. Now. So, like, the whole thing is like, there's nothing going on with Sandra and me. So, like, if I go to the game with both of them, it's not weird. It's like, you're not intruding on a date. You're not setting her up with him, are you? No. Well, I just, I know she has a thing for pitchers. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Yeah. She loves, uh, she loves big arms. Obviously, Jack Flaherty would be quite the upgrade. No offense to Pat. Oh, I'm not trying time, to be mean. Yeah. Way better. Uh, everything. Definitely has more money. Yeah. Way more. Um, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> easily. Interesting. Okay. So the, yeah. I, I just didn't. Now I can kind of envision the night a little bit. Yeah. No, you should, Definitely. You're going to a Celtics game. You shouldn't feel bad one bit. Yeah. I mean, the Red Sox are going to be there, but no one on the Red Sox invited me to the fucking finals. It's kind of mean. Do you feel left out? Um, no. But that's what happens. You don't want to invite me to the game. Fine. I'll go with fucking the Cardinals. I respect it. Mm. Yeah. Get a pic- you going to get a picture of Albert Pujols? Yeah, me and Albert are pretty tight. I, I had heard you were boys, but I, I mm. just wasn't sure. This goes yeah. way back, though. This is like yeah. early like, his early playing days. Yeah, we met in 2004 during the oh. World Series. Um, we became friends, and uh, there was no texting back then, so we used to just talk on the phone. 
Wow. So like wow. it wasn't anything awkward. You guys could just keep the conversation going. Right. And uh, he, he's actually the one that taught me how to speak Spanish. I always forget you could do that. Fluent. Yeah. Como te llama? Si. Mi amigo. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like to me, he's just Albert. Hmm. Yeah. Is he in a good place these days? Yeah. He loves it. He's back in St. Louis. He's cranking homers. He's on his farewell tour with his buddies, Wayno, Yachty. It's a good time. So I'm excited. Tell him I said hi. I'll tell him you said hola. <laughs> He'll get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fellow uh Spanish guys. Yeah, yeah. He uh he's definitely fluent. Um Jake, you speak any Spanish? Uh yeah, Albert actually taught me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Where did you guys meet? Um, we met also in 04. I was uh okay. six. Yep. I just wanted to sign ball, at least sign my ball, and then you know we, we kept in touch ever since. We we really <laughs> talked a lot when he, he wasn't playing, but now that he's back, it's sort of been like a little bit of lack of communication, but I get that. Right. I feel that. That's you got- solid. Huh. So I'm the only one on this podcast that doesn't know Albert personally. Well, I mean, I- I'll introduce you if you, uh, if you want to meet him. It-, it just seems like he built these special bonds with a lot of people in 2004. Yeah. yeah I just don't. I don't know if he'd still be open to it. Yeah. I mean that's uh that's something that he'd probably be open to, yeah. We can talk to him. I speak Spanish. You do? I took some Spanish back in my day. Okay. You heard me earlier. Yeah, no, you were you were nailing it. Don't make me repeat myself. No, I never would. But all right, I guess I'm gonna go to the finals with Albert Pujols. And Sandra. And Jack Flyer. So, um, you guys, uh, you guys enjoy the game. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna enjoy my night. I'll see you there. Yeah, you can come if you want. Yeah. No, I, I'm not asking for an invite. No, you, you're just gonna go. I got it. I got invited by certain people. Who'd you get invited by? A couple of the guys. The Sox or the Cards. I'm not a traitor. Okay. Fair. It's fair. It's fair. You, you may know Albert. Mm-hmm. I know. I know certain guys on the Sox. Yeah. You and Franchi? Yeah. Not in 04. Okay. More of a 2011 guy. Got it. So you're going to the game with Alfredo Seves? He got invited by Franchi as well. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to come say what's up. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll come by. Just let me know. Let me go. Let me know where you guys are at. I'll come say hi. Just shoot me a text beforehand so I can. Okay. Let them know. I don't. I don't want it to be weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to just like sneak up on the fellas. Y- you know what I mean. Y- mm-hmm. You you know how AC is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just don't All forget right. to text me. Yeah, I'll, I'll text. Let me. I'll give you the heads up. Um.
All right. Enjoy the weekend series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I, uh, I hope the Red Sox win. Oh, yeah. Series predictions. Two out of three. You don't believe that. I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I, I, don't, I, just, I don't like how this series ended going into this, but I will bank on two out of three. I think the Red Sox need to, this is a, measure stick, or a measuring stick series, come out and play well. It just, you know, you got Cutter Crawford. Can you get a second good start out of him? Obviously, Waka going up against his former team, you know, from 2012 to 2019, first time facing them. But you got Nick Pavetta in that last day. I think the last two games of the series, I just, I don't like the opener, but I'll go two out of three. I'm going to stay positive. I'm not going to get caught up in this series finale. I'm going to go two out of three. Jake? Uh, they've been blue balling us on sweep, so I think they're due. <laughs> so I got a sweep. Okay. Due for a sweep. Um, yeah, give me two out of three. Give me two out of three. I think they can. Uh, you don't sound confident. Out. Yeah, I mean, it's like which, like which game are they going to lose? Probably the Wayno game. I, I, I don't love losing two straight, but uh, if that means they win the next two and we have a happy pod, then I'm a happy guy. So I'm going to go socks. Two out of three. But then again, it's like Waka versus Wainwright. Could you maybe steal that game? And then it, I, I guess like if you're going to lose, if, you know, Dakota Hudson's pretty good, but he's not as good as you would think he is. Like, I, I don't, I'm a little nervous about Cutter Crawford getting a second start, especially against that lineup because I, I don't project him as a starter long term. No, but I don't think Dakota Hudson's very good. I, I think that ERA is extremely deceiving. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think the Red Sox can take the final two games of the series. I just Wainwright feels like the exact kind of pitcher that would give this. He gives every team trouble, but especially this Red Sox team. Yeah. All right, Sox two out of three. I'm sticking with it, and I feel good about it. Enjoy your weekend of Red Sox baseball. We'll be back on Monday morning. Go Celtics. Buenas noches, amigos.